we can put this on various platforms so hello 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 and good morning people good morning world and welcome to the early morning sports talk podcast uh today is like an nba playoff edition i guess we could say because we'll be focusing on that but we will talk about a few other things as well uh thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that has taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week it is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder, every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page, on Spotify's the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, that's the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Goodman, um, and this morning, Deshaun Reed Sr., um, today is April 23rd of 2022, and we have yet again seen another fascinating week in the sports world, where we saw a slew of injuries hit championship contenders in the first round. Uh, Kevin Durant, he's off to a terrible shooting start, and now um, it's an emergency, it's, it's, it appears to be, to get uh, Ben Simmons back in. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they choke, and I repeat, they choke, and I repeat, choke. And so I'm saying choke. Two times because they choked twice um, with 23-plus point leads and now face a 2-1 deficit to a very young and tough grid and grind Memphis Grizzlies team. Earl Thomas, he wants to get off the couch, y'all, after two years, and he is reinstating himself back into the NFL, as well as the Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs, both having tough weeks. And so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How's everybody? I'm good. Good, good, man. And introducing my brother here, Deshaun Reed. We, we've been rocking with you, Deshaun. You've been the first guest on our podcast, man. Um, when we first started out years back, and you've been rocking with us ever since. Uh, we truly appreciate you chopping it up with us. Uh, how are you this morning, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic, bro. It's always good to be here. I appreciate you both for, uh, you know, letting me, you know, chime in. I got a couple things to say this morning, but at this point, it's like, you know, we we are family. So, uh, man, I, I really do appreciate you guys having me on this morning. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for chopping it up with us, my bro. And so with that being said, gentlemen, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the first round NBA playoffs. And we obviously have seen the number of matchups. Um the Golden State Warriors, right? They are uh, looking very lethal, y'all, at this moment uh, with this small ball lineup. And, um, you know, right now they frustrating the hell out of Joker, look like, um, and various others. Uh, you see guys getting into it on the sideline, et cetera. Um, and so we got a lot going on with that. Um, and so just curious, guys, on your thoughts on this Nuggets series. And just additionally want to know, are the Nuggets cooked at this point? Oh yeah, stick of work in them. You, you yeah, can, go ahead, you, go ahead, Deshaun. We began with you since you're our guest this morning. <laughs> stick of work in them, man. Um, listen, like this is like one of those series that um, I thought would have, you know, ended up like a little bit better. I thought the Nuggets would have been able to actually like make this some sort of series, but um, every you know every game that goes on, Steph Curry adds like more minutes. He adds more points. He adds more reps. Like he he he's getting back into like the flow of things. Not to mention that, like, Jordan Poole has ascended to become this 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 player that's going to, you know, secure some sort of big bag someday, man. Um, mm-hmm. If they want to – if he truly wants to be, you know, uh, 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 a true, like, uh, a next dynasty, 
You know what I mean? Like they would do everything that they can to secure this guy. Um, you got, you know, you still got Clay Thompson, like the rest of those guys. But the way that they're rolling right now, um, I'm not sure if you guys are going to ask this, but if if Steph Curry is to maintain this production, and he's coming off the bench still, right? So it's it's yep. man, it's 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 like scary hours right now, man. I'm I'm not sure if once he gets fully healthy, I'm not sure if anybody can beat him. And I'm I'm being completely honest. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, very interesting. Go ahead, Jamal. I'm sorry. Apologies. Oh, no, no, no worries. I mean, Deshaun, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, they're cooked, but you also mentioned you thought that, you know, Jokic could do more, but yeah. like truth be told, I mean, he's been, that team has not been at full strength all year. Um, Jamal Murray, he, he still hasn't come back. I know he's been, you know, in a D league trying to rehab, but at this point, he, is, there's no point of bringing him back. Michael Porter Jr., you know, the knock on him coming in was that back. And lo and behold, I mean, he's 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 dealing with stuff like that. So it's it's basically, you know, Jokic has had a wonderful season. You know, he's many people MVPs. He's not my MVP. But from from a statistical standpoint, you can't deny how great he's been this year. Problem is, he is being exposed right now. Like in, in these playoff series, like, you know, guys in certain matchups, are getting exposed. That's that's the beauty of a playoff series. So you have to adjust. With Jokic out here, you know, doing all that he can do, it's like, is the rest of his team really that good? Or has it just been Jokic all the time? If it's just been Jokic all the time, you're going against a Warriors team who, like, been primed to actually make a finals run since the beginning of this year with expectations. They take a side, you know, they take a step back with the injuries to Curry and Draymond in the middle of the year. But when you have the insurgence of Jordan Poole, who, like I said, he's going to get the bag. It's just a <laughs> yeah. matter of time and ma- probably matter of location as well. We'll see on that. But when you have that on top of what they already have, I mean, the Warriors are looking like the best team in the Western Conference at this exact moment. For sure. So, yeah, n- Nuggets are done. Um, we, they, 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 they're they burnt toast like Eli Apple out here. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a wrap. Like, I don't even think you can stick a fork in it. It's not going through. Just throw the whole plate away. Man, bro. Um, yeah, you guys uh, are bringing up some. My question is, fellas, is what does this do for the Joker's MVP consideration? Because, I mean, damn it. Like, I just felt like how close this MVP race is, I don't think it should have been solved in the regular season, guys. I really don't. I feel like it should have depended at least on the first round because I have heard, I have heard in the past, I've heard that, and I, and I watched first take a little bit, y'all. Stephen A has said that he's not voted on MVP sometimes until how he's seen how they did in the first round, depending on how that MVP race is. And I just felt like, y'all, like, it's really, really tight. And I just feel like MB is really the frat. Maybe I'm wrong. Um no, I, I agree. I agree. Like I'm I'm with you, but um for the Joker to be able to carry the team that he has, Jamar already mentioned like the multitude of injuries that these guys have sustained over the course of the season and still, you know, able to give them a puncher's chance. Now again. It, like a puncher's chance inside the playoffs when you, you know, going up against the uh, Golden State Warriors that are, you know, like killing it right now. I mean, it's just unfortunate, but um, a case can be made for Joker, but I'm with you, Brandon, man. I'm like my MVP. If I, you know, if my vote actually counted would be for Joel Embiid. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, my bro. Look, y'all. Good morning. Ian just had a few things he had to take care of, all right? That's why he ran like three minutes late, okay? And so um, it's all good, man. Y'all forgive Ian. Ian just, you know, busy man, man, busy man. And so, and we talking about the Nuggets and Warriors series. And right now, uh, the Warriors, man, they looking like they clicking on all cylinders. They looking like that team that was at the, you know, beginning of the season. They looking like that team that's been having that run for years which is scary as hell if you plan against them, especially in the third quarter as they blitz you and you just you just get blitzed, <laughs> as y'all know how the Warriors do with Steph Curry. And so, man, just curious, are the uh, Denver Nuggets cooked at this point? Are they cooked like burnt toast? And um, just you, you got any thoughts from this series? Like, what is the Warriors doing? What are the Nuggets not doing? Like, uh. I believe they're cooked for two reasons. So um, after after they lost the other night, I heard their coach like kind of um, just kind of say he was like proud of the team, like basically like the series was over. <laughs> I'm like y'all, y'all still got one. <laughs> like y'all still got one more game. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I guess they just throwing in the towel, huh? So um, yeah, that that series is pretty much over. Um, I know they got a lot of injuries. Michael Porter Jr. I mean, he just stays injured with that back. Uh, Jamal no, Murray. Yeah. yeah, Jamal Murray, he's been hurt all year. So, um, I mean, Jokic, he, he don't play bad, but the Warriors, they just look scary. Like you said, they firing on all cylinders. Um, what they call a new uh, foursome, uh, PTSD. They look scary, man. They look scary. Like Jordan Poole. It's like it's almost like they got two Steph Curry's now. Thank you. That's man, you took the words out of my mouth, bro. Crazy. So, yeah, that series is over, and you know, with Devin Booker getting hurt, the Warriors looking like man, this is looking like scary. I was in the West for everybody. <laughs> I said the same thing. Got a lot going on, man. Like you mentioned that, and like. And Jamar, as you know, Deshaun, he's been talking about Utah, and it's clear as hell. We're about to talk about this series right now, so this is the transition. Utah, they're looking, it's looking like there's something going on under the table, Jamar. Like, and like, Deshaun, it's like something going on between these two superstars. This man, Rudy Gobert, is not shooting the ball for some reason. Donovan Mitchell, like, he holding some in. And they got the right opponent at the right time. Because even though they don't have Luka Doncic, the Mavericks somehow, some way, they've been orchestrated to be a team that can score on you like the Warriors in a way. And they can go small ball in a way. And they present a lot of challenges defensively low-key because they got some good defenders on that team. Um, So... Let's talk about this Utah and Denver series. Um, Deshaun, we know you are a proud Dallas Mavericks fan. We see you blushing over there, man. Face <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yo, this is this is yo Jamar. <laughs> so Jamar made a post inside, you know, our little uh, uh, like our little like group chat or whatever. He he, he mentioned that it was Luka Doncic or nothing, you know, and. The way that social media is set up now, you can like hate that post, you know what I mean? With like a, a mean face. So that's exactly what I did. 
And um, for good for, for good reason, because of the simple fact that um, I truly believed in Jalen Brunson. Um, I truly believed in the direction that uh, Jason Kidd like had these guys playing, man. And um, like I get it, the way that they're shooting the ball right now, it'll be very very difficult to duplicate. And I completely understand that we might not have those shooting games the way that we have in like these past few because Maxi Kleber was out there looking like dirt. You know what I mean? Like he was he was shooting the ball amazing. You got Jalen Brunson having career highs. I think he had 30-something points the other game, 41-point career high game. Yeah, 41-point yeah. uh, career high night for him, man. So um, focal point. But the thing that you mentioned, uh, Brandon, is that they have been solid up on the defensive end. You know what I mean? Like, they have been doing a very good job. Gobert, I'm not sure what the heck is up with his touches, man. I think that he, like, has he even scored, like, double-digit scoring in this in this series just yet? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even, like, I can't even say that he has. So, like you like you mentioned, I think it is something brewing between um, Donovan Mitchell and, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert. So, needless to, needless to say, if this, if we can't, no, we will win the series. And, once we do, I guarantee you that's probably be like the last that we see of that duo going forward. So, Jamar, I need you to break this down because you saw this like a, I guess, a guru. You saw this before it really kind of hit the surface, I guess. And so what's going on? Man? <laughs> so so initially before the series start, I did say it was Luca or Bust for the Mavs. But after game one, it, it was kind of evident that like the struggles that Utah has had in this in this season has definitely carried over and has escalated to the fact that you look and it's like Donovan Mitchell out here taking 30 shots a game, you know, just trying to force everything. I mean, I get it. You are the the budding star and right now supposedly the best talent on the floor between the both teams. But with him forcing the issue, it's like other guys can't get involved, can't get in rhythm probably guys don't even want to play hard because you're sitting here ball hogging all the time and just call it for what it is. Like he doesn't trust his teammates. And, you know, there's been reports about, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell only passing the ball to Rudy Gobert, (laughs) like an average of 2.3 times a game or something like that. Wow, I've seen plenty of times where Rudy Gobert has his man sealed out, like under the basket mismatch and Donovan Mitchell will look him off and try to force something. It's, it's stuff like that that's causing this team to implode. Dallas right now is playing like the better team because Dallas actually plays as a team. To see uh, Jalen Brunson career high 41 points in game two and then to follow it up with 31 points in game three. Cleaver out here, like 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 Deshaun said, shooting like Dirks <laughs> is shooting the lights out. He had eight three-pointers in game two. In game three, I think he was like, what, four or five? Like, this team is just rolling right now. Dallas is playing as a unit. Jason Kidd has done a phenomenal job. There's mm-hmm. no point of bringing Luka back in game four. You already like did what you were supposed to do, take a game from Utah. Apparently, Utah can't even get their ish together. So, therefore, this series probably be over in five at the way it's going. It, it just – they suck. Utah sucks. And it's not a Mitchell fault. Man, and that's crazy, man. Like, Utah just was the number one seed last year. One of the best teams, uh, you know, a lot of people looked at as the future. Um, and to see this happening, it is very interesting. But I must say this to Sean, y'all. If Kleber, y'all, is hitting three-pointers, because he already defended. Y'all know if that man is hitting three-pointers for the Mavericks and he's doing that consistently, that is a problem. 
It's a major problem, and it presents Dallas as a very dangerous team because he usually don't hit threes like that. He bricks a lot. But if he is on, that's trouble, man. That's big trouble, for real. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead, my bro, man. Uh, I mean, you guys pretty much hit on the head. You can see uh, with Utah, the dysfunction is spilling out on the court. And uh, I agree with what Jamar said. Um, I've always felt like Donovan Mitchell, he takes a lot of elevated shots. Like, you look at his numbers, he might have 40 points, but he didn't took 30 shots. So he didn't, like, hit a couple threes, and he didn't took 35, 27 shots to get 40 points. So I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't really been efficient, and um, you could just tell. You could just tell him they play, like he stated. You know, he's not getting the ball to Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's typically not a big offensive threat, but he's still a big body, so you got to feed him, you know what I'm saying, regardless. So um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of surprising because – you know, Lucas hurt, so you you don't think, you know, Dallas would be up like they are. But, you know, Jalen Bronski just stepped up. And um, they playing as a team. Like like you guys said, they playing as a team. And you can clearly see Utah isn't. So, um, if they if they get taken out the first round uh, without Luka, you need to blow it up. It's time to, time to blow it up. I think they need to blow it up, period. But it would be really time to blow it up. Man, and that's interesting, man, because – Think about it, y'all. Rudy Gobert is an all-star. This man is a consistent all-star. He rebounds very well. He defends very well. He catches lobs. Man, I'm just wondering, like, who the hell do you replace him with? Like, what is, you know, Utah, you know, like, Donovan Mitchell, I think he stays. But Rudy Gobert, he goes, I guess. And so, like... Who do you replace that with? I mean, it's not a question we really got to answer now, gentlemen. We have to, okay. you know, see what will happen uh, with the situation. But it'll be very interesting to see, like, what will happen with that going forward if they were to break it up, you know, like, because he does contribute pretty well, y'all. I mean, outside of the, the offensive end, <laughs> he does kind of everything else pretty well. Yes. But, you know, go ahead, and he's about to say something, bro. No, I was just saying we will take him to Chicago. Oh, yeah, for sure. But defensive purposes. Hell, yeah. That is a good idea. I like that for real. I really like that. Well, I, really I, mean, like... I mean, you got to think about it. You know you know what we're going to get out of Rudy Gobert. He's going to play defense. You know what I'm saying? He's going to throw him a couple oops. He's going to have putbacks. He's going to get rebounds. And I feel like that's something the boys struggle in a lot is rebounding the ball. And a, defense, and a def, a big defensive presence down low. So, yeah, I mean, we'll take them. Can't I don't think they have the money for them, but yeah, right. We even can stop the damn park car last night. But anyway, we're gonna talk about that shortly. <laughs> um, all right, fellas. Um, we'll talk about the Bulls. Let's talk about the Bulls right now, man. Since we're talking about it, and so yesterday, my brother Jamar he put up a post. And he asks, which series is most likely uh, without, you know. Did he freeze? Yeah, it looks like it. I think so. All right. So I guess, I mean, he was asking. I had put up a post, uh, you know, yesterday in our Facebook group saying, you know, what's most likely to happen. 
the Bulls to upset the the Bucks without Chris Middleton or, you know, the Pelicans upsetting the Suns without Devin Booker. Just, you know, ironically, you know, both, you know, finals and matchup last year is going through the same adversity here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, our Bulls got got smacked last night pretty bad. Um, I guess, like, does the Bulls still have a chance in this series? Because um, it seemed like the defending champs, you know, backs against the wall. Um, they came out swinging like Mike Tyson did on that, uh, guy in the plane. So, <laughs> so therefore, uh, uh, Ian, I'm gonna start with you. Like, what, what are your thoughts on game three and what can the Bulls do to turn this around game four Sunday? Uh, embarrassment. I, I would have rather them lost game two and came home and won. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the offense of, it's, it's the offensive gameplay for us. We, I hate it. It's like they just play rec ball. It's like they so predictable. They come down, whoever come down with the ball, DeMar DeRozan or Levine or whoever the point guard is, it's, normally it's one of them because we don't have Lonzo Ball right now. So normally it's one of them. They come down with the ball. It come Tristan Thompson or Vooch with the pick. After that, everybody hit the corners. Everybody get the fuck out of the way. And this one-on-one ball is like, come on, bro. That's not championship playoff ball, bro. We can't win like that. And if one of them not hitting their shots, we're going to get blew out. And it's just like, that's not going to win us. That's not. I mean, if I know that's what we're going to do, I'm pretty sure the Bucks know that's what they're going to do. I'm pretty sure the, the whole NBA knows what they're going to do. I mean, it could work a game or two hit up, but it's not. And... I mean, they came out with intensity in game two, so I kind of fi- I kind of figured they would win game two, but I don't know. It's, I mean, they still got a chance technically, but they just got to come play. They got to they got to find something to do on offense. We just can't you just can't play ISO ball. ISO ball does not does not win playoff. Does not uh, attribute to playoff wins or championship. So, telling the truth there. Deshaun, uh, I mean, what, what's your thoughts? Defending champs back against the wall came out with a haymaker in Game Three. What's your thoughts on that one? Ah, oh, man, like it was, it was a straight gut punch, man. It was definitely a punch to the gut. Um, I man, like Ian said it beautifully. Like it's, it's, it's no, like where's the cohesion? Like there's no co- cohesiveness out there. Like these guys aren't playing team ball right now. And like one of the stats that. I wanted to like point out was that DeMar DeRozan took nine shots yesterday. What's up with that? Mm. Like, like that's one of the things that you want to see him be the focal point of this offense. In my opinion, like he's the guy that's going to get you guys going. Um, I do predict you guys to win this maybe next game, but after that, man, I, I, I can't see it. Like, um, like to me, you guys are looking like shell shocked out there. It's just like, you know, it's, it's like you're dazed and it's just, you're playing uninspired basketball. You know what I mean? Like the Bulls are like like legit playing uninspired basketball right now. It's like they know their fate already. And it's not like they're going out and put out a fight. Like, I mean, if you look at right. the guys' rosters from top to bottom, you can you can compete. I understand the injury to Lonzo Ball, that was that was that was like terrible because you lose your primary ball handler. And um, but I mean, I'm still looking at like the roster right now. You got Patrick Williams, he was 0 for 9 you know, yesterday in 30 minutes. Mm. So he was basically out there just 
you know, rebounding. Wow. And, and, and oh, things thank like you that. for these stats, Deshaun. Oh, oh for yeah. nine. Oh, for nine. One point, man, in 30 minutes. Like, that's it. Game that's a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. He's out there just basically, you know, burning, burning calories. So, I mean, that that is uh, unexpected. Um, it's just, man, it was just, like, alarming. Like, so I, I peeped at, like, a little bit of this game. And, like, you guys already said, it was, like, a blowout. Like, the game was, like, ugly. So I definitely had to turn away from it. But I wouldn't think in a million years that DeRozan would only take nine shots as good as he is and as um, MVP-ish as he's been this season. So, like, that was an alarming uh, stat for me. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just to jump in, Jamar, and you can beat me up, man. With this game, it looked terrible. Like, the Bulls, and thank you for that, Deshaun. Zach Levine, y'all. Now, maybe, Jamar, you can help me with this, but he takes – very ill-advised damn shots himself. He just be throwing up. The, I'll be like, Zach, he kind of, you know how we were making fun of Tony the, uh, a couple of weeks ago? We'll talk about Tony shortly. <laughs> but, like, it's like Zach, like, you know, I know he haven't been in the playoffs before. Has he been in a playoff shot with the Timberwolves? No, I'm not no, sure. No. no. Oh, this yeah. is his first playoff series. Right. And so he kind of planned like it. Like, he don't take no strategic. He just throw the ball up and, you know, just kind of go out there and just play crazy. Like, it was a, a possession yesterday, y'all, where I'm like, if he passed the ball to Kobe White just a little bit earlier, Kobe White just ready right there, y'all. Ready, ready for, you know, ready to do what he do. And Zach just keep dribbling. I'm like, Zach, no, no, no. And so that's kind of part of it. He doesn't play inspired defense. Drew Holiday, y'all, he was on he was on the rose and like white on rice. He was fighting through them screens, as y'all can see. When they go around screens, he was bumping them screens. He was really, really physical with him, look like. Like he was really physical. And that's surprising, y'all, because Drew Holiday's not the biggest guy. But he must be pretty damn strong because yeah. he literally battling through the screens all up in this man business every way he went. And so part of the reason, I guess, why he took them nine shots to Sean is because, you know, of that reason. But you're right, man. We're not going to win a game if DeMar DeRozan's only taking nine shots. We're not going to win the game if Vujovic can't stop a parked car. We're not going to win a game if Patrick Williams is 0 for 9. We're not going to win a game if Zach Levine is going out there throwing up Hail Mary shots from half court. Like, we just are not going to win a game. And so the Bulls, man, you're right, talented roster, and we definitely miss Lonzo Ball seriously. Uh, but at the same time, you can't go out there and just think up the joint the way you did without Chris Middleton on the court. No, not at home either. Not on a Friday night. Not in the madhouse. No, that, that's, that's no. That's unacceptable. It's really, really unacceptable, man. So, Jamar, man, apologies, bro. No, no, you're good. I mean, valid points across the board from everybody. Like, look, they're down their second best player. He's not coming back anytime soon. Instead of, you know, coming out there with some type of post, some type of uh, aggression, some type of uh, assertiveness, they came out flat. They played better on the road than they did last night. Like, they, they, they came out with a mentality in, in Milwaukee, like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to be respected. We, we the team from the first part of the year, not, not the second half, but the second half team showed up last night. And so last year, I, I, I'm, I'm hard on Coach Bud. 
because to me, Coach Bud is a terrible coach. Coach Bud doesn't make any adjustments whatsoever. None. I, I, I'm on record to saying that he should still be fired after winning that championship last year. He, he just sucked to me. He just trashed. <laughs> and for the Milwaukee Bucks, to, they, they did make a couple of adjustments. And I'm sitting here like, whoa. And for Billy Donovan to like not do anything about that, um, it, 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 it's alarming. It threw me off. The fact that the the Bucks defensive intensity picked up big time. The fact that they got they they adjusted so bad they they got Vooch out here shooting nine threes last night nine nine threes and the, and of course you know he's not shooting uh, Steph Curry from behind the arc so that right there is a tail within itself. The fact that Patrick Williams shot as many shots as DeRozan that's that's a tail within itself. Oh, man, the fact that like. Brandon mentioned, you know, Levine out here throwing up Hail Marys. You can definitely tell Levine has not been playing in high leverage moments at all just by the shot, shot selection. In game one, I saw it right there, 30 seconds left in the uh, fourth quarter. You over here shooting a 30-foot three-pointer. For what reason? I don't know. Last night, I mean, he shot 6-13, to 13, fine, but it was, you know, by that point, game's already over. They need yep. to make the extra pass. Like, like Brandon said, I'm sitting here watching, like, Kobe White wide open. He don't get the ball in time. Kobe White penetrates. There's a uh, freaking, I think, Levine or somebody else just spotting up waiting. Instead, he, he's taking a contested shot at the rim. It's just they're, they're, like it was a low IQ. It was just, just flat. They just act like, you know, they just running wreck at your local YMCA and just wanted to burn some calories, like you all said, and just wanted to get out of there. That's what it felt like. I expect them to play a lot better in game four on Sunday. Yep. But if they have any pulse any chance of trying to tie this series up and maybe make it more interesting they they got to play like they did in milwaukee they just have to levine got to show up for sure yeah yep yeah for sure um yeah you know um jamar by the way when you get a chance take a look at the mess and so like yeah it is a very very interesting dynamic to just see how they play man um Looks really, really bad as Bull fans. Um, you know, you got a prime opportunity here. You got to, you got to take advantage of it seriously. Um, and so, yes, uh, actually, Jamar, I'm gonna put you on the spot, my bro. Um, y'all, we will have Jamar finish the commentating, and I'm gonna chime in, and I'm gonna let my brother Jamar do his thing, and Ian, we could probably get you next week, etc. Um, yeah. So, Jamar, go ahead, bro. Uh, narrate. Go ahead and narrate, man. All right. So, next series we're going to mention, um, you know, I, I, I call it sweet revenge uh, for game three in this series. And this is the, the Sixers and the Raptors. <laughs> um, for the ones that have been under a rock that did not see Joel Embiid did what he did, that game went in three-point shot from the corner. Um it, it basically for for the ones that remember a couple of years ago when Kawhi Leonard had that infamous shot, just just broke all of Philadelphia down to to, to the ground on his knees, just crying. Had Man. Joel Embiid in the uh, in the hallway, just just tearing up. It, it was one of those monumental moments in NBA history, and so for Joel Embiid to do that, that was you know pretty remarkable. Guys, a lot of people picked Toronto to actually win this series, but now they're down 0-3. They did so. Brandon, <laughs> like, all right, is this team just as burnt toast as like EI Apple and uh, the other team we mentioned earlier <laughs> and the Nuggets? <laughs> Y'all, by the way, um, 
You have on an early morning sports talk podcast community page. <laughs> Eli Apple gets cooked like a damn apple pie on that page. <laughs> like legitly. <laughs> Uh, oh, we got man. various posts that can come at any time of the day um, that could just amuse you with Eli Apple getting uh, mossed at any moment. And so, so like, uh, next year, man. <laughs> I hope so for his sake. So, yeah, um, Eli Apple, man, I think low-key he might be a, a fan of the podcast, y'all, because I'm telling you, if he do, he's going to be motivated. He's going to be like, God damn it. People are out there laughing at me, man. Seriously, they are laughing at my words. Like, seriously. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, y'all. The Raptors look <laughs> terrible. Um, they tried in Toronto; they really, really did. But the 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 biggest factor in this series, y'all, low key, has been the dominance of Joel Embiid. And it's not just offensively, y'all, but it's the rebounding. It's the rebounding of Joel Embiid that's been just able to get those possessions. He has actually manhandled Pascal Siakam. And these are both Cameroon buddies, by the way, guys. These guys both grew up in Cameroon together. Um, he has manhandled Scotty Burns, who now is becoming a celebrity, y'all. If you ever watch ESPN, he's on commercials with Richard Jefferson now. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Scotty Burns is getting manhandled. Um, he is manhandling uh, – what's the guy, y'all? His his last name started with an A. He's an African kid. Um uh, Anobi. Uh, and Anobi. Anobi, my bro. Anobi. All these guys supposed to be focusing in on Joel Embiid. Um, and right now, can't none of them touch Joel Embiid. This part of the reason why I'm viewing him, y'all, as MVP. He is hard to defend. And it doesn't matter who you are. Joel Embiid, y'all, gets to the free throw line. He gets to the free throw line all day. That's how he eats. That's how he makes his money. That's what the man does. And so as a result, you don't expect him to really kill you from the three-point line, although he can. And he just so happened to be wide open at the right time because they sitting there worrying about Danny Green or they sitting there worrying about James Harden, forgetting that Joel Embiid is the one that's really been killing you this whole series. James Harden hasn't done much this series. He has not really done much at all, low-key. But Joel Embiid has been saving the day, as well as our boy Tyrese Maxey, who is becoming low-key a nice superstar in this league, and so with these three guys and with Joel and B controlling everything in a series, his imprint is all over this series. Toronto just, they're cooked out there, man. They tried their best game three. They gave an all out effort in game three and it just was not enough, man. And it's sad because you see them, they worked so hard. They was up the whole game. They were right there. They had a chance at the end of regulation and Philly still hit them. And so as a result, when you kind of get that dagger, y'all, after you gave like that that extra effort, even as the best competitor, y'all know that would kind of hurt sometimes. And I think Toronto, man, they kind of hurt right now, y'all. And so um, if you Philly right now, man, you, you kind of think like, hey, we got to feast on this right here, man. We got to feast right now. So, yeah. Valid points. Uh, Deshaun, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean – Brandon cleared that thing up real swift, man. He made a bunch of valid points. Um, uh, shout out to, to Maxi. Uh, uh, you know, uh, like he, he's another, another button like star, like he, like he mentioned. Um, Joel Embiid, 
Jesus, I already mentioned that this guy is my, has my vote for like MVP. He's just a matchup nightmare, like Brandon mentioned. Like you can, he can kill you from three. He got like a not like his his touch for him to be so big is so is is it's a very very soft touch. But he's shooting uh, an amazing percentage from the field. Um, he's a walking double double. Um, and the big time thing is he's getting to like the free throw line. Like he's knocking those joints down. You know what I'm saying? So um, I mean it's. Toronto, they basically were the little engine that could until the little engine couldn't anymore. So I mean, this this is this is like the series is like basically over. But you do got to tip your hat to uh, Toronto to the way that they played the season. I mean, I'm just gonna say it's over for them to, um, you know, get punched in the mouth like this the way that they did. And I'm sure that Joel Embiid feels great about it because he had to have that same play with uh, Kawhi Leonard, like, playing over in his head. Like, I'm quite sure that that has, like, lived in the back of his mind. And I think this was, like, a way for him to rectify that. Basically, like, the same position, but he's on the receiving end of things this time. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure he feels pretty sweet about that. Yeah, I mean, the series, in my opinion, is over right now. For you to be able to battle back um, from this deficit, like, it's going to take everything. And I just don't think that they have enough left in the tank. Hey. And um, are, are we gonna hit the trifecta here? Are they burnt toast. Yeah, I think I think they cooked. Uh, I didn't expect it to be this way, being that they played them um, played them pretty good in the regular season. But um, I mean, that's the regular season's playoff ball now. Um, Joel Embiid MVP. I don't. I don't. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's close no more. I just think he's been the most consistent all year. Um, he's been showing up in his playoff series. James Harden has been non-existent. So I feel like we are due for a game that James Harden is going to go off. This may be the game in the closeout game in this in this series. Who knows? But uh, like y'all, like you guys said, uh, Tyrese Maxey, he is showing up. He's been in his bag. So um, I think them – Having uh James Harden takes a lot of pressure off of him offensively, so he's just been he's just been taking over and um getting this getting in some good spots and taking some good shots, and he's been knocking them down. Um, Tobias Harris as well. Um, even though sometimes I feel like he's inconsistent, but you know he's been playing pretty good. Well, so yeah, I, I pretty much think this series is over. Joel and B, he's uh he looks he's playing motivated basketball. Like you said, he want his revenge, man. <laughs> Want his revenge, and you can see it. You can see it, man. You know what? And then also, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to to Lack Rivers. Somebody deemed him <laughs> Lack Rivers. You know, <laughs> you think I forgot oh, about man. that nickname? <laughs> but but Doc, <laughs> quote unquote Lack Rivers. I mean, you know, he he's on the hot seat big time. You know, before the playoffs even started, you know, there was rumblings that you know. Toronto's going to win this series, and Toronto wins this series. He's going to be the fall guy. Doc Rivers going to go coach the L.A. Lakers at the end of the year. Like, all, all these headlines and stuff. And so for for me, for for, <laughs> for Lack Rivers to draw with that play, for Joel Embiid, a center to, to shoot the ball, you know, shoot a three-pointer to win the game and, you know, roll the dice on that and just had a dominant performance all around in the series. You know, I, I give him, you know, his his due when it's, when it's time. It comes, you know, few and far in between as of late, but nevertheless – Shout out to, to Doc Rivers on that one. Um, so uh, speaking of, you know, shockers and 
things of that nature. Uh, yeah, this uh, Grizzlies T Wolves. Yeah, I uh, I watched this game from start to finish. I, I've, I've seen Minnesota jump up by twenty, give up the lead first half. I've seen Minnesota jump up by twenty one, <laughs> give up the lead and lose the game. I'm I'm at a loss for words. Can can somebody explain this to me and, and basically like like I guess predict the rest of this series? Because I'm like just I'm, I'm still in shock here. Um, Ian, well, what are your thoughts, real quick, on this whole like just <laughs> wow? Uh, Minnesota, they are a young team. Um. My number one issue with Minnesota is a uh, young team, cat, 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 cat. Stay off of the perimeter. Got to stay off the perimeter. I mean, in the last two weeks, he's been on a perimeter, foul trouble. Can't use him in late, later in the games. Like, that's not going to work. We know he can shoot the ball. We know he feel like he's the best big man shooter in the league. And that's fine and dandy, but – Got to stay in that paint, man. I mean, being on the perimeter, that's gonna keep him in foul trouble. They will go home like that. They will go home. But and, uh, but, but but he's the three point champ though. <laughs> <laughs> but he ain't Steph Curry. You think he's Steph Curry? That's the problem. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on, bro. Like, we know you got an all around game. Like, we know you could. We know you can shoot that thing. But you got to stay in that paint, baby. Dude. The you shooting threes that they don't need you for that. It's great that he can do that, and that's a big plus for sure. But you got to stay in that paint, man. And I don't know, just Memphis is home. Like John Morant, I mean, he only had what sixteen points, but he had a triple double. He had sixteen points with ten rebounds and ten assists. So yep. it's just a bunch of hungry young guys that so they want all the smoke and. Like I was saying last night, they they ran up the chimney and took a couple puffs. <laughs> right. they, they not playing. They not playing with Minnesota. I feel like also with Minnesota, you got to think about it. You get fourteen points from Patrick Beverly, and he's not typically you know offensive threat. You other guys, y'all got to y'all got to pull y'all got to pull that game out. Y'all up by twenty five. D'Angelo Russell. Um, uh Ant Man, they got they gotta pull that out, man. That's 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 unacceptable. At home, that's that's unacceptable. Facts, facts. Mm-hmm. Brandon, I'm gonna let you go next, but I just want to point out that Carl Anthony Towns had more fouls and shot attempts in that game. Just just let that sink in. Crazy. What? Yes. That's crazy. Four shot Damn, attempts. And I watched the fouls. game and I didn't even notice that, Jamar. Because he yes. wasn't playing. <laughs> go ahead, Brandon. Like let, let us know how you feel about that. That's a telling man, stat. And bro, for real. Y'all are throwing some stuff out here this morning, man. Like, these stats are crazy. Like, really. Because, I mean, you're right, and When you watch the damn game, all he is is on the sideline because he's fouling so damn much. And he can't be in at the pivotal moments of the game. End of the first half, end of the third quarter, end of the fourth quarter. Like, really, really bad. But one thing I want to point out, y'all, is the coaching. This guy Finch for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, isn't this coaching one-on-one, Jamar, y'all, Deshaun, in? When you see a team get hot and go on a 10-0 run, as example, that goddamn thought should be in your head, okay, timeout, timeout. Let's let's do a timeout. <laughs> On him. 
He like, uh-uh, time in, goddammit, time in. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> and the other team like, all right, goddammit, we'll keep going. And before you know, a 10-0 run turns into a 21-0 run. And before you know it, you down by three. And 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 the other team just got all the momentum because they hot. And so, like, I just think, y'all, the coach of Minnesota, he doesn't really kind of put himself in a bad position because, like, he could have controlled those runs and kind of found a way to cool the other team off and then go on his offensive end and draw up a nice little play, y'all, and get a little easy basket to kind of slow the stuff down that was happening. But he did not do that. He wanted to be a Phil Jackson 2.0 um, and say, uh-uh, we're going to continue to play through this run. Because y'all know Phil Jackson did that a lot with the Lakers. Like, you're going to continue to play through this run. But pff, it didn't obviously work. And so Memphis being a young, hungry team, they got energy galore, y'all. They are all young, all of them. And so they can run up and down the court and, like, it's a damn track meet, and it's nothing for them. Like, it's okay. And so, like, I don't know. I guess he thought Memphis was going to get tired. I guess he thought, you know, Memphis and, and Jared Morant was going to, you know, run out the damn chimney or no, not run down. the. Ch- but yeah, he wasn't going to go in the chimney, I guess. You know, I guess he thought he wasn't going to go inside the chimney. But um, they went in the chimney, damn it. And they got all the smoke and they literally stood up Minnesota and they stole y'all. Y'all ever, they stole this game. This game, they got, they stole stole this game and if I'm Minnesota I'm sick and 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 literally this game y'all could be the deciding game of this series Minnesota lose game four it's a wrap yeah they gonna regret game three for real yeah same facts um Deshaun like your thoughts here I mean they doing that 21-0 run and stuff you know Desmond Bain out here was just banging them in that man shot yeah. seven to fifteen behind the arc with twenty six points to lead the way for the Grizzlies. Like, what are your thoughts Jeez. on this whole collapse? Man, <clears throat> two young teams, right? I think this is like uh, two of the younger teams inside, like the playoffs. Um, a couple, a couple of issues that I want to discuss with Minnesota. So, oh boy, so like the coaching, you guys hit the nail right up on the head, man. It's like so you're up big, and then like you blow the lead, and like they score you know, 10 points and then, you know, 12 points and 12 turns into, you know, 16 points. Like, where's the timeout, man? Like, like that's common sense just to, you know, bring those guys in and to take a, a different approach. But no, you allowed that to happen. Like, that was one of the most terrible things that I've ever seen. Like, I could not believe that. Jamar, I shared it in our uh, group chat, man. I'm like, I, I literally just couldn't believe my eyes. Like, I could not believe it. Um. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned it, bro. The, like, this Memphis Grizzlies team are just young dogs. Like, these guys are, like, after it, man. Like, I like the way that they're getting up in these guys' faces. Like, they're they're playing basically, like, bully ball. Like, it's, it's – they're playing with – like, they – like, they're playing with confidence right now, man. Like, they, they think that they can beat anybody. Even if that's not the case, that's still the way that you're supposed to approach every NBA game, that you're going to beat whoever's up on the opposing end of the floor of you. And I like the way that these guys are playing right now. Oh, another issue, man, that I definitely want to bring up is oh, Big Cat, man, former number one overall pick, um, come from Kentucky, right? So, oh, boy. I mean, so he takes four shots. Patrick, Patrick Beverly takes 13. Like, like, come on. Like, what the, like, like, what in the hell are we doing here? Like, 
I couldn't even believe that was like an actual an actual thing. A big key issue that no one wants to discuss at this moment. Who's the guy on this thing? Okay, it's supposed to be Carl Anthony Towns. If that's the case, be that guy. Because we've seen uh, D'Angelo Russell take 21 shots this game. 21 shots. We Anthony Edwards take, taking 13. I think he's probably been like their most consistent player. To me, he's looking like the player that is like the main guy. And like that's the thing that they need to have a chat in the locker room about is going forward, like who's going to take what shots in what crucial situation. For me right now, that like that's been Anthony Edwards. Like this guy has been playing great. Um, Cat man, I'm sorry. Like it's 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 time for you know for you know for you to hold yourself accountable. You want to be a star player, you got to give star effort. You got to know when the team needs you. Um, and I'm sorry, it's just not out there to shoot threes. You proved your point. You're a great big man shooter. Like you said, you're the greatest big man shooter of all time. But like, come on, man. Like Dirk is still there, man. I'm a Mavericks fan. I'm I'm riding for mine. You know what I mean? He won. He won the three point contest too. Let's not let's not forget that. But um, you want to you want to be a star player, man. You got to give star effort and like that. You know his shot selection is questionable. Um, man, it's just like I just see a bunch of negatives from this team, and if they don't turn it around in a heartbeat, that Memphis team like they're gonna gobble them up straight up. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean he he's he said it. If you want to be a star player, you got to give star effort. Facts. And you know that can you know that can be you know utilized and used for for other other teams and players like 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 go for instance Zach Levine because uh, Prescott JB said Bulls ain't nothing but a bunch of ice cream truck drivers and porta potty cleaners <laughs> like <laughs> like man like that that's not star players to me so we, we need some star effort out here. <laughs> at least at least be the uh, cashier of a, a booth or something <laughs> like sheesh. That's messed up, Prescott. That's messed up, man. Uh, Game four Sunday. Um, and I guess, you know, really quick, Heat, Hawks. Um, you know, Heat has looked like the dominant team for the most part. But as you know, Trey Young can do his thing. Trey Young gives any any team a puncher's chance. At least I, I give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Hawks are not the same without Capella or uh, a healthy uh, John Collins here, but they're they're trying. So he uh Hawks squeaked by yesterday. Jimmy Butler has actually been pretty awesome in this series. But uh but Brandon, real quick, uh what's what's your thoughts on that series? Man, bro, Trey Young, like you say, he gave you a puncher's chance for real, don't he, y'all? Like, you know, I feel like with Trey Young against any damn team in the league, Jamar, he gives you a puncher's chance because he can just kill you in so many ways. Like he can kill you from Pulling up from 30, he can kill you with the mid-range, and he can kill you with that floater, which is lethal, which is what got the heat last night, that floater. This man, y'all, is ice cold, Trey Young. He is such a playoff basketball player, y'all. If I if I had to pick a damn point guard for the playoffs, I want him with Chris Paul, like for real. Like this man is ice cold, y'all. Um, but I just want to bring up this point. Deshaun, with these playoffs – We have seen a lot of injuries. And so I don't know if y'all heard about this yet, but Cal Lowry, he pulled his hamstring. And so now he is out for game four. And so with this being said, you are now seeing these playoffs hit. And it just makes me wonder about a whole different dynamic about is the NBA season too long, et cetera, because literally these players are getting hurt, y'all. Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, 
Now you got Cal Lowry, et cetera. More players might get hurt. And so with him being hurt, y'all, and the Hawks being in the ATL, Trey Young now, who's sticking him? Tyler Hero or somebody? Like, man, this this series now is interesting. It's really interesting now. And I, I you know, I felt that the, the Hawks were a dangerous number AC because they got Trey Young. They do. And so like he controls, he controls everything on that team. And they go off his engine, y'all. And even though John Collins has hurt Jamar, me and you both know with Trey Young on the court, they still got a chance, bro. They still do. I think, you know, Trey Young, he'll go to war with the Heat by himself if he got to, for real. He'll put up 50 on you if he got to. Facts. I yeah. That that trade, that draft night trade of uh Trey Young and Luca, that's that ended up being one of the best trades in NBA history so far. Just just throwing that out there. Uh Ian, real quick, what's your thoughts on this series? Uh the he have been looking like the more dominant team, uh, but uh Ice Trey, he got him over the hump last night. Uh I do feel like the Heat will still win this series. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, he had a before this game, the last game, what he had, 45, he had a pretty good game. Um, I didn't like his last shot selection last night at the buzzer. It was, eh, it was kind of questionable. They were only down. They were only down one. He took a three like he was Michael Jordan or something. I don't know what he was thinking about. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I do feel like they're going to close out the series. Um, I just think it's too much. They got too many shooters. They haven't really been playing well, so I think they do for a game that the shooters just go off. So uh, I think Miami will close out the series. But um, you got to gotta tip your hat to uh, Trey Young. It's a great player. It's going to be a great player for a long time. Facts. Deshaun, I mean, he's technically drafted by the Mavs, but uh, how you feel? <laughs> man, uh, yeah, man, like you guys said, that, uh, you know, I – Trey Young is like a player that is going to keep you inside of a game. And like, I, I mean, I mentioned it, you know, often on the show, you know, you know, star players show up in big moments. And that's exactly what uh, Trey Young did yesterday. Like he was dropping, dropping threes from like the logo, like, like nobody's business. You know what I mean? Like this guy has unlimited range. Um, he is a proven competitor. I just don't think that they have enough on that team just yet. It's, it's a young team. And you look at this, Miami roster like they got a dog like they got an alpha on their team like they got a seed in, a season alpha and Jimmy Butler like a guy that's gonna get in someone's face and you know hey say hey get to your spots like things of that nature um Trey can be that guy but he's 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 not ready for that just yet we do know that he is a young superstar and shout out to um you know Tyler Hero man six man of the year um man like that's 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 a weapon to have coming off the bench bro like he's yeah. he's he's phenomenal um I mean dare I say it like you know white boy but he he plays black in my opinion you know what I'm saying I don't know what that means but I'm 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 still gonna I'm still gonna use that PJ Tucker <laughs> yeah Hooper. um uh Bam uh Adebayo I mean like these guys like these guys are 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 proven winners and have won multiple games multiple playoff games at Multiple, multiple levels. And um, I just think that Miami is just the, just when compared to them, they're the cream of the crop. 
Um, and Ian, I know you mentioned that uh, like you didn't like the last shot selection. I actually, I actually liked it because Jimmy Butler going to his right with that gathered dribble, it's tough to defend. Like that's yeah. that's that's his that's his bread and butter. I, I just don't think that he got enough up on that shot. Um, mm-hmm. I dug I dug the shot selection because he did get enough separation with the gather dribble when he put it up. But um, uh, I mean, I can I can like kind of more so live with those results. Um, it's just Miami is just a better team, and um, man, like they're you know one of the top three teams in 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 the East, and they legit have a shot at that uh at the title this year. I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I mean, Miami. Can I say something really quickly, Jamar? Go for it, bro. I know, and and we've kind of said this on the podcast though. Miami, like you mentioned, Deshaun. They can have a shot at the title, and they can have a shot at being put out in the first round. Took the words out of my mouth. Whoever, <laughs> shot, yeah, and it's it's night and day. They, bro. they they blew the game, Deshaun. They had the game. Yeah, maybe it was just ice cold Trey Young that stuck. That was a highway robbery last night. <laughs> Miami should have won that game. They had the lead. They had everything floating. I remember even watching uh, Alonzo Mourning sitting next to Pat Riley, Jamar. And Struss, the guy from Chicago, you know, another white boy, he he shoot the shot. Boom. Alonzo Morton and Pat Riley like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like this thing probably could win it all. And still amongst all that, y'all, ice cold Trey Young still lurking. He's still coming, low key. That's what makes this dangerous. I'm telling y'all this. Trey Young, I'm telling you, man, that boy dangerous. He's something else. He's something else. And he he is certainly a specimen out there that you cannot ignore. Um, really quick before we switch gears to Sean, uh, going into the playoffs, who 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 did you have? Uh, I guess one in the East and Western Conference. Um, oh, in the East, I had did I have that like going into the season or right before the like, playoffs? Right before the playoffs. Yeah. Who did I have? I had I had I had Milwaukee. <laughs> I had Milwaukee going into <laughs> going into the playoffs in the East, and from the West, I was I was uncertain. Like I really was. Like I did not have a favorite coming out the West because everyone like it was so jumbled up. You know what I mean? Like all season, and we had teams moving up, we had teams moving down, and there was no clear cut favorite. But I'm saying this right now at this very moment, Golden State is that team, bro. It's it's just. Jesus, man. So, yeah, go to state. All right. Fair enough. That's our NBA talk for today. We're going to switch gears to the NFL. And I feel like anytime we talk about Debo Samuel, I, I need that theme song from Friday. For, I need Debo's <laughs> music coming on. That's that's what we need. We need a punch doom, button for doom, that. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> so, uh, Deborah, I mean, Debo, um, you know, he, he wants – he wants out of uh, San Francisco here. Um, apparently there's a whole bunch of different reasons why uh, supposedly, but uh, I guess, you know, what's the friction between them and the, him and the Niners? Uh, you know, has there ever been friction before? This is just brand new. Um, you know, Trey Lance, he's about to be the starter. He's about to lose his number one target. Like, like what's going on here? I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ask Brandon to go first. But just know the NFL draft is this Thursday coming up. So normally, you know, deals are made between now and then. So this this is hot news. So, Brandon, like, what's your Definitely. thoughts here, man? Definitely it's hot news. Um, 
As y'all notice on the page, um, and I think this has been posted on Destination Fantasy Podcast in the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, when Debo Samuel makes his request that he's being traded, y'all, literally what happens within the world <laughs> is everybody and their mama go to putting their uniforms on Debo Samuel. <laughs> Say, yeah, look, you know, we got him in Green Bay, number 19. Oh, yeah, look, the Bears, you got him in Green you know. And so, like, it really shows just how big of a commodity uh, this guy is and how people really want them on his team. He reminds me, y'all, a lot of Steve Smith, but mixed with Anquan Bolden. And I say that from a physicality standpoint. He is a physical receiver. And he is one that is not afraid of that smoke, like you say, in. He will literally run you over if he gets his chance and puts you clean on your butt. Like, this is what Debo Samuel does and so you want a guy like that in january like he's like a trey young but just on the nfl level he's gonna win a lot y'all wherever he go because of the effort he puts in period and so this is why teams want him and i think they see that for real y'all um now i don't know how true this is y'all but is it that debo he just don't want to be in san francisco or california he wants to be closer to south carolina like seriously like I heard this, and I'm just, like, really wondering, Sean, like, how could you not want to be in California, <laughs> but then you want to go to South Carolina? Because y'all know he went to South Carolina. You want to be closer to South Carolina to be closer to – so you want to be traded. And so, as a result, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan right now, you're going crazy because you like, hey, like, he said he want to be closer to South Carolina, you know? And so – this is just what I heard, y'all. Um, it's It's been put out there on various platforms. And so I just want to state, man, I just want to state, Deshaun, like if Debo Samuel want to go from California to South Carolina, why? Just just why would you want to leave California, man? Like, Man, I don't you know. know. Beautiful, beautiful skies there. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's one of the best states to live in. I, I don't I don't get that one either. Um but I've been hearing like mixed things, you guys. Like I've been hearing that he hates the way that he's being utilized. Um, I heard that it's not about the money. But look, um, make no mistake about it. He is one of the young premier wide receivers in his league. I mean, offensive weapons. Like he's utilized like a Cordero Patterson is for, you know, um, Atlanta. Like he's one of those guys that you mentioned, Brandon, that he doesn't look to avoid contact. He looks to give it. He looks to, he looks to punish a guy on his way to the end zone and he's done it on multiple occasions and I think this is what makes San Francisco San Francisco we got um like the tight end there uh like he, he, he Kittle is one of those guys who just dishes out punishment on his way to the end zone um they're just a very very gritty team and I think he fits that team scheme and I, I mean it'll be it'll honestly it'll suck for me to see him like go somewhere else because I've seen him be uber productive um, uh, with this, with this team. And I know that he can be productive wherever he goes. So whether he stays, whether he lands with another team, whether it be Carolina, I think he's still going to be this, that same, uh, you know, chain snatching wide receiver that we've come to love. Chain snatcher. <laughs> so it's, 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 it is one of those things to where I, I'm not, I'm not sure where this came from. It just came out of, out of like thin air basically and and it, it just popped up at the right time because like Jamar mentioned that you know NFL uh, uh, a draft is like Thursday and like deals get done so maybe 
his agent or he knew exactly what he was doing if he was unhappy there. Like, I need to get down to, like, the bottom of the story. I need more facts to come out. I need Debo to speak up for himself because at this point, it's just, like, more so speculation. But um, whoever lands this guy, um, it's basically like winning the lottery. For real. Like, for real, man. Yeah, I just want to ask you, uh, Deshaun and Ian, like, with Debo um, and his trajectory – we state that it's not about the money, it's about the utilization. Mm-hmm. So with Debo and his utilization, are you worried about, or is he worried about how he's being used, y'all, and that possibly could, you know, derail his career for the long term? Um, I think that may be a main issue. I think it's a I, me personally, from the outside looking in and seeing what's coming out. I think it's a couple of things. I think um, I think he, he probably does want to be close to home, but I think that might be a, a small cop-out. I think another big reason uh, he might want to be out is because um their quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, they still have Jimmy G. Uh, supposedly, he, I guess he's going to be traded, but I don't know. And I think think I heard that uh Trey Lance is going to be you know the starting quarterback so you know maybe he maybe he don't think Trey Lance is it and maybe he just doesn't want to come out and say that publicly um another reason is so he was drafted in the second round and he's on the fourth year of his deal so he wasn't a first round pick so he doesn't get a fifth year option so maybe they don't want to pay him a number that he wants you know with the receiver market going up that could be an issue um and the way he's being used so maybe he doesn't like the way he's being used because you know you know him playing running back and receiver that's you know that takes that takes miles off his body you know so that is shorten his NFL career and as we've seen in the past once he gets hurt he has no leverage no more you know so he gets a serious injury and he won't get his big payday. So, right. I mean, I can't really say that I blame these guys because you you starting to see you starting to see it on these podcasts. These you know these athletes they come out and you're hearing like stories about you know what I'm saying why these teams they won't pay them. You know, I even heard a story recently about Chris Johnson. Uh, he rushed for 13, I think like 1100 yards or 1200 yards on a torn meniscus, mm. and they didn't want to pay him. I'm like, that's crazy. And they they said he had a down year. I'm like, mm. can't have a down year on a tournament in this case and run for 1,100 yards. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So right. it it could be something that we we particularly don't know about, which I, you know, you just got to wait and see. I mean, I'm sure he'll come out probably after the, whatever deal is done or whatever happens, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to it. But from the outside looking in, I know the main probably two issues is probably the way he's being used um money and i think the south carolina thing i think that was kind of like a cop-out just to kind of kind of keep the peace in the media right but then like you mentioned also the quarterback situation too yeah that's Jimmy G, you know his problem is being hurt but i think we all can agree y'all that when he's on the field they're a pretty good team <laughs> they are a pretty good team a dangerous yeah. team and they win it ain't the prettiest you know it ain't yep. rams but it, it's it's a Great, he's a great quarterback for that team. Let's put it that way. I, I, I would have to completely agree with you, bro. 
<clears throat> you know, he's a great quarterback for that team, and it works out for that team. And so, um, yeah, man. Um, let's briefly, y'all, let's, um, you know, briefly talk about something that happened um, a couple of weeks ago. And this is uh, since our brother Deshaun is on here. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, yeah, Deshaun, I'm put you on the spot, bro, just in regards to our brother Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, we uh, know what happened with him a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was sad that, um, you know, he transitioned the way he transitioned on the highway. Um, you know, eventually news came out of the 911 call that um, he was just going to get gas because his car ran out of gas on the highway, uh, which could happen, right, if you're away sometimes. And so, um, you know, we know what happened with that story. And his services was yesterday. Um, Mike Tomlin was there, various others um, from, the, you know, from the commanders, et cetera, Ohio State. Um, and he is having another service back in his hometown, you know, um, in Virginia, West Virginia, something like that. And so just, uh, Deshaun, um, what do you, you know, what do you have to say about just the Wayne Haskins, man? Like any memories of the guy preseason or NFL, like just what's your thoughts on the scenario, man? Just, um, so like, first and foremost, I want to say, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, you know, my, uh, heart goes out to, him is his, his his loved ones and everyone surrounding that uh tragic news that we all receive man it's it's you know when you're that young in age and you know you don't get a chance to live like a full life um you know you're playing at the highest level um and you know in sports and and like the NFL and it's like you know you got a lot of good things going on for you and to have that all um taken away like that's man that's that's really that's really tough and um it sucks. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that I hate the way that it came off inside of like social media, first and foremost, because Adam Schefter tweeted, you know, struggling quarterback, you know, that or, so, or, or something like that. Like, that's not yeah, the way that you, wanna, right. you don't want to do that, man. Like his his family's reading that, you know, his loved ones are reading that people that care about this man genuinely reading that you don't send a message to the world in that manner. So that was disgusting in my, in my opinion. Like he, like he could have got canceled for doing something like that, man. Um, we are in cancel in cancel culture right now. So, I mean, I get it. He's, he's still Adam, Adam Schefter and like the guy that we look for, for this information. But if you're going to send that information out, just do it in a, uh, in a dignified manner. Like that's, that's all that I'm asking of you because this man isn't with us anymore. I don't care about his struggles or whatever. I want to give a shout out to Coach Tomlin for bringing this guy in, having like a belief that he can change the way that this guy looks at the game of football. So um, Mike Tomlin has always been that type of coach to take that player up on his wing. And honestly, I thought he would have been a great backup. I think he's the second best quarterback on that was on our roster at the time, maybe an inch behind Mitchell Trubisky. And he's a hell of a lot better than Mason Rudolph. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so it's it's um man it's it's um it's um it's unfortunate um it sucked you know when I got the when I got the news but you never want to send a guy off um in a negative light uh when he's making that uh heavenly transition so like I just just thought that was awesome yep yeah man and you see literally people now have been um 
kind of negatively, y'all, in a way, speaking about Adam Schefter after that. And so um, he, he unfortunately brought that on himself. Um, the man Dwayne Haskins never did nothing to him personally, y'all, never. And so, like, you know, for him to say that was kind of really, really uh, – it was a really bad thing, honestly, for real. Um, and so, yeah, um, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Um, on the other hand, fellas, um, let's just quickly transition with baseball. Um, Deshaun, you are a White Sox fan. Um, and, and you are a White Sox fan. Uh, our White Sox, we all got on black. Um, <laughs> and they had a rough week this week. So, um, yeah, I think they lost like all their games this week, literally outside of maybe winning one. And so like, um, they had a rough week. Um, the Cubs, they had a rough week. Um, with Tony La Russa, I just want to ask y'all really quickly. Do you guys believe that Tony La Russa is the answer to us winning the World Series? And so we we had a lot of fun with this, um, Sean, a couple of weeks back. And so just curious, man, um, what do the Sox do? If they continue to go in a losing slump, which, as you see, it's looking like they're not the team that we might think they are, but it's early. It's early. Um <sighs> Do you hang on to Tony or do you begin maybe doing a search for a manager? Man, I'm going to say you're going to wait until a quarter of the season plays out. Um, it's still it's still extremely early, you know, 162 game season. And like you go through um, like is like some of like the lineups that he have out there are like questionable. And, you know, I mean, I mean, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. But I mean, a lot of the things that we've been doing, especially on the defensive side of man, man, we've been making errors left and right. Um, Tim Anderson, like uh, you know, my favorite player in baseball right now, hasn't been looking as stellar as he's you know known to known to be. I think a lot of these wounds are truly self inflicted, and it does come back to like the manager. But also, like we have to do a little bit better up on the field, like defense. I think like the sticks will be there um, when it's time to hit, and you know, big game uh opportunities and opportunities that we need to get us pushed over the hump i think eventually that will come we got the sticks um you know sure up the bullpen like that's always been like one of those big things but as far as la Russa, man uh <sighs> brandon man I, I i honestly didn't think that it being this early we would have to like look as far as like other options as far as like managers are are concerned but that may be that may be the case. I don't want to pull a plug like too early. Um, it's a long, drawn out season, man, and we're gonna go through a bunch of um, changes. So I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm gonna say still give this man a shot. Hopefully, he'll be able to switch some things up to where it'll it'll work for us. Like we know our roster. Um, we know what we were predicted at the beginning of the season. We were predicted to do great things. I still see that coming from this team, and like I'm just gonna. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this uh, particular uh, situation. Yeah. Yep. Um, just quickly, and before we go, um, yeah, Prescott JB says, Chef, they got to be a better professional than that. That was a horrible tweet. Um, and then uh, he also stated, how did the Bulls go out there last night and get cooked by Senator Ted Cruz, SMH? Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Bulls got cooked back. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz. Ah, that's rich. It is very rich. Oh, man. So, yeah, man. You know, Prescott JB played football with us, uh, Deshaun. 
me and Ian and Morgan Parker. So that's our brother, man. It's okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Ian, bro, we'll let you have the last word, man, about uh, the White Sox. Um, this is a White Sox podcast, by the way. No disrespect to Chris Ford and Jonathan Abernathy. <laughs> Anthony Washington, all those wonderful uh, Cubs fans, but you know, uh, we're not even going to talk about the Cubs. Let them have a damn bad week. On the other hand, <laughs> it's, it's the White Sox, man. That's our concern here. So, yeah, bro, um, you're right, Deshaun. We might definitely need to pump the brakes with Tony LaRusa, but you might want to start asking now because, um, I mean, it's early. Got a lot of season, but you just hearing people start to talk about them. You when you you start to talk about it, guys, when the news articles come out in. Now yeah, we've been yeah. talking about this on the early morning sports talk podcast for a while, but now articles are coming out. Now writers are talking about it. That's when it starts, you know. That's yeah. when the that's when the wind starts going. And so um Ian, bro, just any final thoughts on the White Sox, man, before we uh conclude for this morning. Uh I think Deshaun pretty much hit it on the head. See, baseball is a long season. So, you know, you, I don't think we want to jump the gun and just get him out of there, you know. So, I would, to be honest, I would say give him a year. This will be his last year to show and prove. Now, if we just don't yeah. – we don't do – we don't Im, we don't improve or take that next step or get to the World Series with this with this team that we have, that's more than capable of doing so. I we got to go in another direction. Baseball is a long season. You're gonna go through trials and tribulations, and it might just take them to get hot at the right time. You know, so right. But I, I'll give them a year. But if there's no progress after this year, then got to whisper in his ear. We got to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. That kind of reminded me of Coach Spurlock. And I got a funny story, and I was terrible at track, pretty good at football, terrible at track, man. And I used to run in, and I, I would be slow. And Coach Spurlock come up like, Price, cross country, cross country. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, so I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> <Price>. <laughs> cross country, cross country. And so, yeah, that's that's how I ended up being in cross country for three years. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, we will see y'all how this turns out, man. Um, Tony LaRussa, I totally agree with you, Deshaun. I am with you, really. I'm with y'all, man. That we should definitely give Tony more time because he has led us to the playoffs. We have won. We even had a slow start last year. You know, and things just picked up from there. And so um, you just know, though, when the articles start coming out, that people noticing now. And when you got these big writers, these important writers from the Tribune, start putting this stuff out there, the rumblings go through Chicago, then they start going to ESPN. And then going gets- right. And so um, hopefully, man, Tony and the White Sox can meet those expectations the bullpen can do what they do y'all and we can um you know have a good season and so with that being said Deshaun bro thank you for joining us this morning we truly appreciate you chopping it up with us man you are very very welcome to come back uh we got guests in the coming weeks as well bro so if you feel free 
if, if you got time, feel free to stop by and shop it up with us, man. We truly appreciate you shopping it up with us this morning, bro. Um, and so any final thoughts or shout outs, man, as we head into the weekend? Yeah, man, I want to say, uh, you know, thank you guys for having me. Like, you know, it's, I'm always on like the comment, you know, uh, the commenting side of things. Uh, you know, I'm in like the comments and, you know, when I, whether I, you know, when I can't be here with you guys and, you know, it's, it feels really good to be up on, you know, up on like the opposite side of things. So uh, thank you guys for allowing me, man, because it's been some good, it's been some good articles out there, man. It's been some good sports like this. Uh, playoffs have been pretty phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to, uh, you know, to give my little spin on things. And, you know, and final thoughts, I want to say, look, man, if you're in Chicagoland right now, get out, get out. Enjoy this beautiful day. It's only going to last for so long, man. You know, like you already like you already mentioned, Brandon, like next week we're back in the 40s. So um, today we're going to be pushing almost 80. If you got kids, get up, get out. Enjoy this day, man. Yep. Mm. Heard that, bro. What about you, man? Any final thoughts, my bro? Uh, no, not in particular. Just uh, just always a pleasure being on here with you guys. Always. Yeah, man. Truly appreciate it, guys. We uh, we got guests coming as well, man. I truly appreciate you guys as well. Thank you. Uh, pretty decent conversation, man, this morning. I always have a fantastic time with you guys. I appreciate the flexibility because I stated, y'all, I am away right now, but my brothers hold it down for me. And so I, I truly, truly appreciate that in a number of ways for real. And so, Deshaun, man, you hopping to hop on this morning. And you, we still had the three this morning, man, even with our brother Jamar having to handle some business. And so yep. truly appreciate it, bro, man. Uh, truly appreciate you guys. And so uh, thank you guys uh, as well for supporting the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Prescott, JB, Anthony Walsh, various others, man, Jay Hughes, et cetera. We got a great community page. And so, y'all, let's continue to build this momentum while we have fun having our conversations every weekend. So truly appreciate you guys. And I learned a lot from you guys all the time and much love. Thank you guys and everybody out there. Have a great weekend. Enjoy that weather and stay safe. Peace.